Welcome to Combat Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated to UFC and Bellator discussion, the MMA community, and combat sports in general. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and joining me this week is the man with the keys to victory, John Keys. What's up, John Keys? Hey, what's going on, everybody? We got a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, we do. And also joining me is Kalechi KC Onyebuchi. Hello. He's on mute. Oh. It is good you, to meet you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really work for, for the audio stuff. audience. For the audio piece, my anime dub. <laughs> <laughs> that was Kalechi doing his finest uh, oh. badly dubbed kung fu movie impression. <laughs> And the coach to the stars, George G Money Stallworth. What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing today? Man, I'm great, man. This is, we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be. This is going to be a great one tonight. I, I, I was I, I was already cracking up on the pre-show, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's been comedy field night already. See, wait, you so, get live. That's just the, that, that's the warm up stuff, right? That, that's our warm up. We can't be talking about the warm-up. Warm-up is like Vegas. What happens in warm-up stays in warm-up. I don't know, man. Sometimes you, you got to talk about practice. You know, that, that's what you can look at. It. This is practice. Practice? You practice. practice. Well, we Not practice. a game. <laughs> yeah. Not a game. Practice. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Well, so I'm going to go ahead and follow my sword. Uh, I, I I was not doing the uh, the good work on this weekend. Actually, I was. But I did not get to watch UFC 252. Um, it was my daughter's confirmation. So we were at church. We had family over. Um, and, you know, you guys know that uh, I am, uh, you know, I was under a little bit of a magnifying glass about watching UFC and doing UFC with, you know, with the wife. So All we, I'm saying is I'm, we played I it want, safe this wanna, weekend. I just want to I just want to put this out there. I mean, just get this straight. You just snitched on yourself to the entire combat sports nation. Hey, listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> yes, I did. So the entire combat sports talk. Yes, I did. Hey, I didn't listen. watch the fight this week, y'all, but I'm going to discuss it with you in great detail. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hey, that's uh, me on like every other week. <laughs> no, it was like, hey, I didn't watch the fights. Cause I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> That's the way the oh, ball man. bounces here. I really mean that too. No, for That's... real. <laughs> now, I do really mean it. Like trouble. Okay, so so nation understand. Ryan is about what six foot four, six foot five, and your six wife three, is but... about what five foot two, five foot three. Okay. Yeah. Little one, so I think she maybe weighs about 120, 115. Ryan is more than 120, 115. See, I appreciate that, that you said that I was more than 115, because yes, I do weigh more than 115 pounds. We don't need to say how much more, Kalechi. Ryan, could you currently make weight for a heavyweight? You know what? <laughs> So, um, I could 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 I make weight? I absolutely could. There you go. Just not today. <laughs> <laughs> I would need to camp just like anybody. Like you mean Derek Lewis cuts weight. I would have to cut 
a little bit of weight. And I, I'm gonna have to speak up for my boy over here because, like, in these uh, times, we've seen women at how, how how many pounds did you say Christina was? 150. Listen, we can't Dang. be like around no, that point. Bro, this is I, I'm asking, what do we say? Like the 115? That's like straw weight. That's like JJ. John Keys, would you want to smoke with JJ? Uh, no, because she kicks off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she got big feet. Okay, so <laughs> I don't That's know right. how big his wife's feet are. I mean, she might have. She might be wearing a size 15. We don't know this, man. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> what you know? is happening? <laughs> <laughs> This show is off the rails already. It is, but let's get, get let's get it back on the rails. Let right. and, and the way we get it back on the rails is by talking about the number one thing that we want to talk about, and that is the headliner, which is this. All right, this is the headliner. This is where we talk about the number one topic of the day, and that is... John Jones vacates the light heavyweight title. Okay, so for everybody that was doing our drinking game, go ahead and drink up because this this segment is dedicated to him. All right, yeah, 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 that, 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Damn, so let's talk about this. Um, I think I called this at some point. I, I think I shows before that. we even go there, before we even go there. Yeah. Like, how does it seem like to you guys that John Jones just comes in and steals the spotlight from retired? Have you, have you given that any thought? DC retired on Saturday night, basically. And Monday morning, the headliner is John Jones vacates the belt. Don't get me wrong, that's a very big thing. But does it seem like there's any calculation of this? Is this a poke in the eye after the oh, meal? Oh, really? We're, we're, we're going with eye jammy gate. Alright, okay. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah, um, why'd you gotta go with poke in the eye with, da with Daniel Cormier? We know that's yeah, a sore subject right now. Yeah, very um, I'm just being real. Was that too soon? Was that too soon? Too soon. Y'all like so, how I set that up, though? Yeah, I like how you set that up. I like where your mind is at because guess what? Wait, wait where is he? Is he above me? Where, where is below he? you. He's directly below you. I like how you think, sir, because that's exactly what happened. Not only did he dig on him on Monday morning, he digged on him on Saturday night. Kick my music up, sir. Oh, it's about to start. Okay. So, so not only did after the fight did John Jones kind of steal the thunder there, okay, he also in a very um, passive-aggressive way, he sat there and said he could do it better than than than, uh, than Daniel Cormier. And it was just like, dude, it's, it, you are doing exactly what I knew you would do. He is going to, not only is he coming to heavyweight, he's going to come to heavyweight to do what Daniel Cormier couldn't do. And I guarantee, and that's, not only take the belt from Stipe, but destroy Stipe where he stands and defend that belt. And then he's going to sit there and say, guess what? I've done both. I'm out. That, so that's so a lot of conjecture in there. Two, two hours after he renounces his belt, he tweets out that good conversations with the UFC that he, you know, he's uh, going to start negotiating to go to the heavyweight. Time to start gaining some weight. So, yeah, he is going to heavyweight. This yeah. is it. 
John, John Jones is making the move. That's headline he, worthy. Yeah, yeah, he knew exactly when to steal DC's retirement, though. I mean, who? I don't think one really he was tied together. Repeat Other that players. again, Ryan. <laughs> wait, wait, what did? Who? Did he say it again? No, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? No, John George was like, you know, he 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 announced his move to heavyweight, kind of stealing, uh, you know. The, the light from DC's retirement, and I said, "Who?" <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, "Repeat that again. Say that again." Wow. Yeah, this is all okay. So here's here's how it's gonna happen at this point. All right. Now that John Jones has set his set his sights up there, okay, Dana knows what he's going to do. Dana is somehow, some way, he's gonna try and convince DC to come back for John. Okay, the way you do that is by giving John a heavy a, a title shot. John Jones will get that title shot. Okay, John Jones will win that title shot. You must and not John have read the Jones, run sheet. Huh? You first, Ryan. No, I'm just saying you must not have read the run sheet because they've already addressed what's going to happen with the heavyweight title contention picture. Like they've sure. already it's already been discussed. Yeah. Right, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. And that too, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Like Dana is. Man. Okay. Man, we go. Okay, this so this show one. is going to be off the rails, but let's just go with it. Okay. It's already off. It's already off the rails. Look, I apologize to y'all who are trying to follow along. Normally, we have it in a in a linear thought process so that the show follows. But today, we just talking about stuff. So let's just go with it. <laughs> Much right. like DC and John Jones' relationship, this is oh totally my gosh. Okay, if people are playing the drinking game at home. We gonna have people with alcohol poisoning the number of times you keep referencing John Jones and Daniel Cormier. Listen, right. so John Jones is moving up to heavyweight. He talked about the fact that he wanted that title shot with Stipe Miocic, but Francis Ngannou has already said you got to wait your turn. And Daniel and, and and Dana White has already said you got to wait your turn. So there is not oh, oh, going to be dear. a John Jones <laughs> title shot because Francis Ngannou is going to get the title shot first. You can't even say that with a straight face, Ryan. Yeah, yes, I can. <laughs> because listen, the fight the fight that people want to see is Francis Ngannou versus John Jones for the title. No. It was the that's fight the that fight. everybody wanted no, to see. No, that still Hands is down, the fight like, that everyone wants to see. I, I think the setup for that is really good, just given that with the fight that we saw, uh, I, I will recap it in a little bit, but I didn't see anything impressive that I, I wanted to see DC back in the octagon again. So DC has already admitted that John Jones is a better fighter. That's that's an undisputable fact. Like If DC himself has said that John Jones is, is better than me, then we should accept that. I didn't see a DC who could go through another training camp and show that he is top caliber, like number one contender to even get that title shot. Second of all, Stipe being in the picture, Stipe has defeated almost everyone in heavyweight at this point. His legacy is solidified. Like we're almost ready for a new champion at this point. Like a more interesting fight with unknowns because Stipe is a, a really good tactician He'll pick you apart. We know that. But what we don't know is what John Jones brings to heavyweight. And 
and how how good Francis is beyond just a one punch power. That's a compelling story beyond anything else that could shape up in the the heavyweight division. Like I'm not buying tickets to see. Like I paid for the pay per view on this uh, Cormier versus Stipe. I'm not paying for another Cormier pay per view if he comes back. Like I'm just not. I'll watch the recap afterwards. And I think a lot of fans are kind of there with Cormier. He's a great commentator, but he's he's moved past his prime. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that. I think I think because the way he fought um, Saturday, he he did not fight. He did, he did not play to his strengths. Okay, if uh, and this and I hate to be arm armchair quarterbacking at at you know on a Monday night, but it, it, he should have wrestled. He if I was Daniel Cormier with that much wrestling uh, wrestling credentials I have, believe me, I'd have I'd have crossed that ring and went for a double leg take takedown and proceeded to own Stipe on the ground and made it his the worst night of his life. Uh, That's what I would have done. He didn't do that. We'll break that down in the fight. Yeah, let's break it down. Let's go. Let's go. Let's okay. So then let's card. let's finish up the headliner then. So John Jones vacates the UFC title. He he nego- he's negotiating for a move up to heavyweight. Of course, what I was going to talk about is the fact that it was really interesting because on August fourteenth, that's just three days ago, Dana White said that there would be a light heavyweight title fight, and that if John Jones stayed at light heavyweight, he would have to fight Dominic Reyes again, and. And and so that effectively Dana White was asking John Jones if he wanted some uh, some more of this old man, and he's like, no, no, I'll move up. I move up to heavyweight. So uh, Dominic Reyes and I don't Jan- know if that's the way I would see that though. But okay. I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, John Jones uh-huh. is not scared of Dominic Reyes, but Dominic Reyes yes. um, is facing Jan Blakovich. Uh, well, they're planning to make the uh, fight Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blakovich uh, for UFC 253 on September 26th. So that may be the fight for the 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 vacant uh, light heavyweight title. There you I'd go. Watch that. I I feel like that I'll that's going to be a one sided fight. <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be one sided. I I mean Jan Blakovich is has shown himself to be a winner, but I still don't. I, I'm I'm not excited about him. I don't, I feel like Dominic Reyes walks in there and just takes the takes the takes the belt. All right, let's go into the official decision. All right, this is the official decision. This is where we look at the fights from Saturday night. UFC 252, Miochik versus Cormier 3, Saturday, October uh, August 15th, 2020 at the UFC Apex Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. There were five fights on the card. John Dodson versus Mirab Divishvili. Uh, Mirab Divishvili defeated John Dodson by unanimous decision. I think we we were all talking about the fact that 135 just isn't the right weight class for John Dodson. Seems like it like like it was so. This what? that fight really solidified it. Mirab looked like a a young Khabib out there or Habib out there just dominating with wrestling and a gas tank that looked like he wanted two or three more fights to go the rest of the night. That dude is a problem. All right. Herbert Burns uh, (laughs) lost to Daniel Pineda 
uh, via TKO in the second round. Beneda, sorry. Uh, so, so uh, George, you were telling me that you you recently learned about Herbert Burns. Yes, I've a whole lot of whole lot of crow, man. A whole lot of crow. A girlfriend happened to be watching the fights that night, and I was in and out, I guess, cooking or doing whatever. And she proceeds to tell, yeah, say that crow. <laughs> She proceeded to tell me that, you know, hey, Herbert Burns um, was just on TV or whatever. And I'm like, there is no Herbert Burns. You mean Herb Dean, baby. And you're confusing him with Gilbert Burns because maybe there was a fight with Herb was referee. No, Herbert Burns, George Herbert Burns. And I, I just do not believe her whatsoever. The next day I'm watching the recap of the fights with her sitting next to me, mind you. And lo and behold, do I find not only is there a Herbert Burns, he is a fighter. He is the brother of Gilbert Burns. And he's a jujitsu black belt who happened to get crucifixed by another fighter, which I thought was strange. But okay, we'll, we'll discuss that later. But yeah, I'm eating a lot of crow tonight. <laughs> Been eating a lot of crow for the past few days. Shout out to Herbert Burns. Uh, during the fight with uh, uh, what's his name, uh, his brother Gilbert Burns, I forgot who he fought last. Uh, oh, it was Woodley. Uh, they were talking about uh, his brother, too. And I was expecting, like, at the start of the fight, that it was going to be just this barn burner. Like, uh, he had that same energy that, that Gilbert had. Herbert is not the same class of fighter. Well, you, you know, that's something we should talk about, is siblings in the UFC who aren't as good as their as the other sibling. So you know who's another? Um, I've got a screwdriver here. Uh, <laughs> Like I don't know why I'm talking. Like, wow, I'm talking with a screwdriver. Uh, so an, another pair of siblings who fight in the UFC, where one is not as good as the other, is the Shevchinkos. So you've yes. got Valentina uh, Shevchenko, who is the 125 champion, and then you got Antonina Shevchenko, who's basically the, the 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 speed bump for anyone who wants to fight Valentina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what about? Pettis and Little Pettis. Yeah. 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 One is a champ. One got kicked in the butt in Dallas <laughs> by Ryan Benoit. <laughs> wow. Uh, you got the Diaz brothers, Ryan right? Did it. Yes, he did. Kalechi and I were in the audience when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got the you got the you got the Diaz brothers? We can't necessarily say that. Do you, do you think they're that both one, are pretty decent? They're both are pretty decent. Both okay. are pretty decent. One one is a one is a better striker. One's a better grappler. And yeah. both should never be in the octagon again. Wow, uh, that's hurtful. But okay. what about the Nogueras? Oh yeah, definitely cute. Well, are you think you think? Cause, well, Did he I say thought they were both cute. No, 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 dude, what, dude? What? Look, off the rails. Off the rails. It's off the rails. Like, yeah, that, I don't that know. That jump track. Uh, nah, there's, there, I don't know about that one. Oh, I mean, Big Nog, it was Big Nog that was the heavyweight champion. Did Little Nog get a championship? Wait, Big Nog was heavyweight champion? Was it in Pride or what? I think it was not, in Pride. Okay, I was going to say not in UFC. No, no, no. It was never in UFC. Your favorite Pride. fighter, Frank Mir, broke his arm, Big Nog's arm. Yeah. I remember that. I see why he said yeah. He said yeah. He he admitted yeah. that Frank Mir is his favorite fighter. 
Um, no, no, I meditate. <laughs> you just want, hey man, all right. Uh, See, oh. I'm coming for all your necks. I'm coming for all of them. All right. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, looks like Herbert Burns is not as good as his brother. Um, Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos. Uh, yeah. got knocked out by Jarzinho Rosenstra. Okay, we'll the use the word mustache. He was he was pimping out. Yeah, that was an ugly mustache. He need, he needs he needs he needs to not do the mustache. Yeah, it was it wasn't a great look. Rise off but the Evander Holyfield, fight. man. Come on. I, I will say it was a good fight though. Uh, uh, I know there's question of whether JDS is done. Uh, but the reality is he, he put on a good show against uh, a training partner who is on the rise and up and coming, and he just got caught. And with two guys throwing power shots like that, uh, I don't think it diminishes from JDS's uh, presence in the octagon. I, I think he, he showed that he's still game at whatever age and he can press the fight. To me, it was a much more interesting fight than uh, we've seen from heavyweight uh, for some of the other fighters. I don't think JDS is done based on that performance. I think it was just a, a roadblock. I mean, he's at that level where his losses aren't against, like, you know, mediocre fighters. He's fighting the the cream of the cream of the crop. And he's getting he, he's getting beat by the very best. Yeah. So, I mean, is that, is that, a, is that a sign that he should retire? No, it's just a sign he needs to go back to the, to the drawing board and evolve yeah there you go well in the shocker of the night marlon vera defeated sean o'malley via tko in round one he won yeah it was ruled a tko i don't know i don't know about well yeah it was technically a tko because there was blows thrown afterward okay after uh sean o'malley uh injured himself in the middle of the fight, I, it looked like a roll, a roll ankle, but it was it's something much more. They, they, he said later that this is some, the that this is a, a, um, a recurring injury. So he he it, it just he was winning that fight until he wasn't basically. And when Marlon Vera got on top of him, and dropped started dropping him, yeah, it, it was not a good look. It was not a good place for him. So they took him out on a stretcher because he could not walk. So, yeah, it, it was more, more than There's several theories about what happened. The first one was that he checked a kick and probably got nerve damage from being hit. The second one was that when he kicked, that he actually maybe turned over a little too far and hit mm-hmm. that nerve and got dead leg. And so that's what we saw him like trip and slip when he tried to push off of that foot. And then yeah. later again, the foot was still dead or whatever. And we've seen this before. I think Michael Chandler, it's happened to him like twice in a fight. Um, Henry Cejudo, it happened to him once in a fight. And it's been like one or two other fighters that this happened to. And that, we're hoping that's what it is because apparently they went and got it checked out and they hadn't found anything wrong, but they're still waiting for the swelling to go down so they can do an MRI is yeah. the last thing I heard on. So, George, have you ever experienced it? No, um, but it's becoming more and more common because of the calf kick, from what I understand, you know. A lot of guys are really not just attacking the quad or the upper portion of the leg. They're going after the lower portion of the calf. And apparently there's a nerve in there that if you hit it just right, it deadens your leg. Huh. 
been there. Got that from a calf slicer, and that is not fun. Like, ugh. And it, uh-huh. it fools you like it's such an injury that's going to need, you know, some doctor's attention or a surgery or something. But then, like, two or three days later, it's like, pop, nothing, nothing ever happened. It's like the nerve just kicks back on. So it's something that you should fight through then? Nah, not not the way. I don't think you can. He has the the leg is, is dead essentially. It's 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 sleep. There's nothing you can do with it. It, it has no feeling, no nothing at that point. Wow. But, okay. And we don't even know for sure that this is what happened with with Sean. You, you get what I'm saying? So yeah, we're still, we're still waiting Sean's for the fighting official. style is really going to lead to if this is a recurring injury, it's going to be something that pops up a lot for him. Just. Uh, that that quick in and outs and, and the consistent feints. It's the fact that he plants his foot when he does his feints that I just think that, like, I get what he's trying to do to throw people off on his attack angles, and it's very McGregor-esque, but it's, it's a lot of unnecessary movement, and if he's prone to that, uh, whatever injury is happening with his ankle, he's going to have to find a new way to, to attack and maybe settle in more like McGregor does, where... It's more smooth movements versus like this herky jerky, just trying to catch you off balance when he strikes. So, I think he's got a lot of room to grow in that, and that's coming from a guy who doesn't like Sean. But I feel like his fight style can continue to improve, and what's worked for him in the past is just it's dangerous for for him to continue down that path. And I think he's young enough and smart enough that he'll be able to adapt. Uh, and I think we'll see some different footwork. I will say I loved how how well he gets to the outside with his footwork and he just lulls you into a position. Um, but he's got to find a better way to do it. All right. So <clears throat> in the main event of the evening, Stipe Miocic defended his title by defeating Daniel Cormier via unanimous decision. Well, the only thing that since, since I didn't get to watch the fight live, the only thing that I saw was I poke, I poke, I poke. So, <laughs> How, no, how bad was it? Before the eye poke was Stipe knocked out Cormier right at the bell. Cormier yeah. goes down, comes back up, tries to swing. Wobbles to his corner. Wobbles yeah. back to his corner. And he's the audio was like, was I out? Did I drop? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah bro, you were done. <laughs> no <laughs> was way. Like, done, done. Yeah. Was that the second round that that happened? It was second. Uh, yeah. 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 That. That creates the argument for why they shouldn't have audio in the corners. Because, yeah. like, everybody in the audience knew at that point this fight was over with. Yeah. No way. Yeah, your yeah. boy was – he was cooked well before the eye poke. Yeah. And, and when and, he came out in the third and round – And on top of that – Oh, go ahead, The Jack. eye was already pretty uh, dented up before the eye poke ever occurred. Like, Stipe had, had stuck his fist off in there enough already – to yeah. do the damage that Daniels had, has now, but that last eye poke was a was a was yeah, it was, real. Like, it was like it was that. like this much into into his eye, and it was and you can see it's just pretty much it was almost three Stooges level type eye yeah. poke. Wow, mm. wow! So this fight, if a few more seconds, the fight would have ended in the second round with a knockout. It wasn't gonna be long. Yeah, just take your your middle finger, just run it against the wall, and that's and that's just a, that looks like the exact motion that it that it took, and it was just wow. brutal at that point. And it pretty much, 
I could see in the third round that Dane was was taking was taking the round off, and he was willing to give that to him. But after that eye poke, it was pretty much it was all shut down at that point because he was yeah. definitely you could definitely say it changed everything about his fighting. There, there, this uh, population out there that's saying that Daniel won two rounds. How? Well, actually, no. I, I'm still not quite. I like which, which, which other? What was the second round that he won? I'll you give him the first one. I'll just say, okay, we'll give him the first one. I gave him the I don't first think he won one. It. I don't think he won it, but I'll give it to him. What was the other round that other people say he won? I, I, I didn't get that. I mean, it. He might give him a couple of. He might have stolen around with a late round flurry against. I forget yeah. what was it, but it wasn't to me not enough to steal the whole round like. It he, he got dominated. He he never figured out how to deal with the the double underhooks. Like right. I think he was hundred percent accurate when he said like in the first round, uh, first fight, Stipe didn't do that. They were caught in the over under, and Cormier was able to escape. It looked like Cormier did not one time in practice work on the double underhooks and how to escape. So he you wasn't expecting. You know what that also says though, for someone like DC who who analyzes and breaks down fights on a consistent basis, yeah. you know what I'm saying? he has a hard time making adjustments in real time. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's true. I, I would agree with that. And there's something else that a lot of people are not really speaking on. I'm just like, why? Did, don't y'all see this? Is that Stipe was taking moves from John Jones, in a sense. A lot. He took the spinning elbow... From from the break from John Jones, he took the high kick that knocked that knocked Daniel Cormier Cormier out in in their second encounter between John Jones. Well, the third, I'm sorry, the third, the same high kick that John Jones talked about. Stipe actually was it two? Was it two? Was it two? Two. I'm sorry. Uh, he yeah yeah. Thank you for pointing that out, sir. Thank you. I'm sorry. I said I said three two. But <laughs> thing being though. He got he 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 hit him with that same high kick, doing the exact same movement that everybody predicted. Daniel Cormier never never corrected himself from that kick. But can so, can, can he, we? He, I mean, I didn't watch. Make adjustments well. But but why would he? Why would he make an adjustment? And and I know I didn't well, watch the fight. He but, lost the last fight. The, but the he was winning he that fight. He was winning that fight till the end of the fight where he caught those shots to the ribs. He and was so, winning that fight. Oh, we didn't even discuss that. What about the body shots, John? Did you see those? I did see the body shots. He hey, did see, not. Did you he, see those? Yeah. He, he, still was, he was still having struggles with them. I forgot. Ryan didn't watch the fight. I, I didn't watch the fight, so I don't know. So, oh, so to me, he was still struggling against those body shots. Believe it or not, he never and, adjusted. And then, speaking of adjustments, Stepe adjust. adjusted his body shot too. Stepe started out in the first fight throwing the hook to the body. He switched it up in the second and started jabbing the body, left yeah, jab to the body, just popping, popping it. it. It was, dude. Stepe lit him up the entire night and put on a great performance. And I don't know why the UFC is hating I on this man the way they do. Because he is not. He he. How can I say it? I don't want to say he's not marketable. He's very marketable. He is he's very, very marketable. Pretty boy on. I mean, he when he came, Dude, when he, he showed he up, he was shredded. He yes. looked good. He went in there and put on a performance, man. 
there's he nothing not anybody can say to hate on Stipe that night. He walked in at 230 pounds, and he looked like he probably could have been 220. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he literally, good. his body, his whole body, I mean, compared to the last time he fought, last time he fought, he looked like melted ice cream compared to what he looked like when he walked in that ring Saturday night. Because he was still, he was a lot more chunkier in the last fight than this fight. This fight, he was shredded. His, he, you know, his body was there. He did was. Y'all, a, did y'all see his walkout? Uh, I, I, I thought his walkout was gangster as hell. Oh, really? I didn't get to see yeah, the walkout. He walked out chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> like, another day in the office, I'm going out here to defend my belt. I'll be but right see, back. But, see, but I think that was indicative of ahead, the entire go. start to finish of what that looked like. It was a bit of a laissez-faire clinic, right? So it was, I'm going to go in here. There were shots he did not take. He could have easily ended the fight in the second and third, a couple of times. Like, you talk about the shots to the body where um, Cormier is, like, leaning too hard into it. The head kick was there all day. Like, yeah. I was surprised that didn't happen. But the well, head he kick did was it there once. all day. He yeah. And he blocked, and, and Cormier blocked it, but it was not an effective block. And I'm just like, wow, you really, I mean, as a fighter, I would think that every, every time that you lose, you would create a defense against that of how you lost. But I, mean, I still think that there was somewhat of a start-to-finish theme with the way that uh, Stipe came into the octagon just relaxed. He's like, I came in here with a game plan. He never looked stressed about any part of it. He held his own. There was a lot of that, uh, to me, a lot of that Usman energy of I can control this fight, and that's all I have to do to win, uh, to retain this championship. So he did what he had to do. No excitement at the end because he knew that this was just – this was just clinical to him. Like he he came in unbothered and he left unbothered. But see, is and, that the and reason? Took shots well too. Yes, he, he did. hit him with a couple of good shots. Didn't bother him at all. And maybe just maybe that's the reason why Dana doesn't like him because he doesn't have that that energy that other fighters do come in with. That's excited. That's you know, pumped up to eleven. Stipe comes in there flatlined. And it's not like a flat line like he's boring. It's a flat line like, watch me explode on him right quick. And he'll go in there, do the shabibity paps, yeah, do the shabibity paps, and get out. And he's not even, he, if, he, if he didn't have to talk to people, he wouldn't talk to people. That's the thing I kind of appreciate about Stipe, is that well, but, he's just no nonsense. But, you, but you, need, you need your champions to be able to talk on the mic. And unfortunately, Stipe is going to, you know, he doesn't really talk a whole lot on the mic. No, 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 no. He doesn't sound like that. He sounds like like Chuck Liddell. Stipe is interesting enough on his own. This man still maintains a career as a paramedic slash firefighter. Yes. He's he's got all the things. He's just terrible on the mic. I mean, he's terrible on the mic. To hell with the mic. He doesn't need it. Just... Only. You do. You, know, hey, you yeah, need this, it. This is my voice. This is how I talk. You're not going to understand me, but you know what? I'm the heavyweight. I'm the greatest That's, fighter on the planet. I, I agree. Like, what's the point of having a UFC marketing group if they can't figure out how to market people who are good fighters? Especially when you have a lifestyle like <laughs> you do. Okay, if you're a fir- if you're a first responder, you telling me you can't market that? I would. You need to fire that that marketing team that you got. You need to fire them and go to Burger King look, and get look, their marketing team. Own show. They need to be putting a camera on this man twenty four seven, following him and making oh my making gosh. the fact that he's not good on speaking on the mic 
part of who he is. Like, he would lose. He would lose a ratings battle against watching paint dry. I'm serious. Great fighter. <laughs> great fighter. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Dude, talk bad about his ability Brian, to there's fight. There's no way you're not gonna convince me that you wouldn't watch a Steve Miocic show. I'm just following him for for a day. I have been doing an MMA podcast for over five years. Heck yeah, I'm gonna watch it. But All I'm right, just talking man. about the normal fan. <laughs> I'm okay, talking about the I'm, normal I'm fan. So wait a minute, wait a minute, Ryan. You're in marketing, are you not? Yes. Oh, how oh, would you market? Yeah. How would you market CPAC? <laughs> I would. CPAC, I would. It, 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 to, okay. So to be honest, it would. It, I would. It would be. Sell me this comb, be, sir. Be, Sell me this. Comb. I would begrudgingly do it, but it, it's you're you're right that you would have to really amp up all of his service as a firefighter and an EMT. To show that he is kind of that all-American family man who happens to also be this world beater when it comes to being the heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC. Like, you have to be able to show all of that behind-the-scenes stuff. I would not have him talk, or I'd have him talk with captions on the bottom because he's so bad on the mic. I would have other people talk for him. Like, I would actually have his coaches and other people. It would be him, it's he'd be just to, nodding. That's not mm. the only so, time. They do that for other fighters. So, so wait, like, it wait. sounds ridiculous, but they actually do that in the UFC film. So, it's not so unheard of. So, you said you would be the guy like, hey, Stipe, how did you feel about this this training camp? And he'd look at the other guy and be like, <laughs> and, he'd be, and, he'll, and then he'll turn, and the guy turned to the camera and be like, he said it was great. And that'd be it, you know. <laughs> no, I would. I, to be honest, I would show. I would show lots of footage of Stipe Miocic training. I would show lots of footage of him at home, and then voice over his coach. Yeah, so Stipe really, you know, really felt great about the last fight. Da 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 da. da. I'd have someone else doing the talking, and then you would you would have like Stipe saying just a few things, and then that's it. Like everything so, from a vo voice track would be fellas, someone else. Yeah, I remember the yeah. movie Heart of Nights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready for this one. I'm, I'm telling my age. I'm telling my age. Yeah, I remember the movie Heart of Nights. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Yes. And so they had a character in it who was playing the heavyweight champion of the world, and the heavyweight champion of the world could not speak. Oh yeah, stuttered. Right. Jack Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Johnson. Uh, 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 that'd be great. Uh, you know, no, <laughs> Could not get out a sentence to save his life. But he was not. Bruh, he was out. <laughs> he was, yes, I'm telling you, the the UFC is missing a golden nugget. They are, man, and I hate it for them. I hate it for Stipe, man, because he doesn't deserve this treatment. You know what I mean? No, he, doesn't. he really doesn't. Yeah, and 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 he, he says as much too. He says that. You know, despite being the UFC heavyweight GOAT, he still feels like he's always getting pooped on. And, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's right. And now that, he, that it looks like he's going to be facing Francis Ngannou, a person that he has already beaten, Francis Ngannou is the betting favorite over Stipe Miocic coming into two. I saw uh, that as well. To minus 225. But they did that to Max Holloway, though. The first couple of times they did that to Max Holloway, that they made him the underdog. And Max's like, that's fine. You're just going to make me and my homeboys rich. 
And that's exactly the mentality that CPA needs to go in there with. You know what? He knows his fans. He knows the people that like him, and they know the reason why. Okay. But it's demoralizing when you've done the work, and this is time and time again. I think this is why you get such a low energy Stipe at the end, because greatest of all time, but you treat me as if it's my first contract signing. But right. see, that's the thing. You got to take that energy and turn it into, instead of saying, you treat me bad, you turn it into, make sure you get my name right on the internet and, wa and watch this and go out there and destroy. Whoever that is not that him. That is not Stipe. He is not going to talk smack like that. He's going to be not, like... He's not going to mm. talk smack. He, exactly. That's exactly what mm. that equates to. The him That's exactly what it needs to equate And just go out there and beat beat that, beat whoever they throw in front of him, beat him into the ground like he stole something from his mama, and then walk oh, out with the belt. Like every fight that he's been in that has got him the most title defenses? Pretty much, yes. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But, but but you see, that's when it becomes, like, classic. So he goes in, he fights the next person. Let's say it's Francis Ngannou, and he takes out Francis Ngannou. They put the mic in his face. All he's got to say is, who's next? And that's it. Don't say anything else, Stipe. That's it. Stipe, listen to us, man. We got you, dog. Yeah. Just go in there and say, and just have your coach walk up and say, who's next? And just walk out. All y'all just walk out at that, that point. That could be his walkout music, the who's next from Saturday morning cartoon. Oh. Man. But, you know, it's it's bad when people like Nate Diaz does better on the mic than Stipe Miocic. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Ryan is taking oh. shots all over. Uh-uh, don't you dare. Okay, so Nate Diaz, the Diaz what? brothers. What? They, that's, Nate that's Diaz just, is better on the mic than Stipe Miocic. Exactly. Prove me wrong. They're on, the, they're on that Chael Sonnen level type smack talk, okay? That's what they do, all right? You cannot take that away from them. I will say that Stipe actively tried to play the heel a little bit with this whole Cormier thing. Uh, the trilogy, and he says as much. It's like we had our thing back and forth for for the trilogy, but that's over. He had a great career, and I think at the end of the day, he's been such a good guy for so long. He can't turn now and become a heel or this this ultimate tough guy. It's just he's not, not that guy. Yeah. He's not built for that. He's not. He's built to be. He's built to be a. He's built We're to be a, a Captain America. I mean, that's but what he's, he's being pushed be. in that direction when you look at the way the UFC is treating him and how fans are are seeing the treatment that he receives. I mean. Who wouldn't react in a negative way, or why would we be upset with him for reacting whatever way he he behaves as a result of the treatment he's received from his employers? Well, you know where that comes from, right? Kobe Covington. Well, okay, that too. But I've seen, I've watched enough um, wrestling in my day to see that he, people, wrestlers that come out with an extreme good goody two-shoe kayfabe uh, pop, they always get trashed. The biggest example of that was The Rock. The Rock came in there with such a, with a spit clean, he was a polished little good goody two-shoe, and there would be signs on the side saying, die, Rocky, die. So what he did, yeah. it made him angry, and it turned it around, and, it, and he used that energy uh, and just let the people know how he felt. Okay, and not I'm, not to go not to go too deep into the professional wrestling angle here, um, because that that was that was all the whole attitude era with, with Stone Cold and all those guys. But the one that made me think about is the Honky Tonk Man. Out there. The what? Honky Tonk? Remember the Honky Tonk Man? 
the yes. Honky Tonk Man came out, he was he was a he was a babyface. He was he was a good guy, and people booed him and booed him and booed him, and he turned heel. I don't know about that, bro. Um, that I'm work, willing though? I'm willing to place a bet on that one, homeboy. <laughs> he came out he came out as a babyface. Nobody liked him, and 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 then uh, he turned heel and started hitting people think- with the with the guitar. So it is now that part we both my... we both uh, we both re, uh, re, uh, do, remember that part. But uh, I'll go well, ahead, I've got please. Some friends who uh, are professional wrestlers um, still. Uh, so my goal is now to ask them: How does that turn happen? Is it led by the athlete or led by the organization? Because I think there's a big difference in that. I think it's probably I, it has to be led by the organization. But it's, I think it's, it's be- I think it's more the people. I think it's because of the people, because this fighter is not getting the um, it, it's not getting the the crowd reaction that they had hoped because everything's scripted. Right. So they scripted yeah. him to be a babyface, And if the crowd isn't buying it, then they're like, well, sorry, we're going to have to turn you heel just so that we can get a better reaction. They want to hate you anyway. So let's just yeah. let's just have them hate you. So maybe the UFC needs to take some interns from WWE and have them teach fighters how to turn heel. I think they just need to to let, to let Stipe learn from Chell's son and on how to speak into the mic. Okay. Not with the same attitude, but just to learn how to make people what they aren't though. No, no, no. I'm not saying have him tell jokes or anything, but just to learn how to speak into the mic and, and just learn how to, to, to to you know address the crowd. Are we getting and, ahead of ourselves? Yes. Is there a chance that Stipe is just over all of this drama? He's the greatest of all time for heavyweight. There's not much more he can do. He's not a big money draw, so these fights are just incremental income. So is it possible that we are just at an era where Stipe's ready to step away? He's not gonna step away. So. He's not gonna step away. He's got he's got one more um, there's, there's, there's one. There's a couple of super challenges going on in the heavyweight division right now. One in the form of Francis Ngannou, okay. One in the form, ultimately, of John Jones. So back to that, I'd like to to go in on that part because I think y'all had the path to the title fight for John Jones backwards. Y'all mm-hmm. said, hey, Francis versus Stipe, Francis wins. Francis and John Jones. I think it's just the opposite way, or the path is is reversed. John comes in and steals that fight from Francis, fights Stipe. John has the belt, and then fights Francis. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's a compelling idea. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think they that can't do Francis, Francis like that. They, they, <laughs> they can't do. do I would. John do Jones that. just vacated his belt. And, and stole all the wins. He's going to fight for a heavyweight championship belt, favorite boy. I mean, think about it. He's he made that announcement and stole the thunder from the heavyweight division. Heavyweight division had a lot to celebrate on Saturday. He, he okay. put out a tweet and told him he was on his way. He said, "Heavyweight championships. I'll be seeing you soon." Exactly. Blue Joe Rogan's mind right there on screen. He did not see that coming. Okay, it actually shut him up. Neither did Cormier. 
Oh, too soon, man. Too soon. Yeah. So too all, soon. all I got to say about this whole thing about John Jones stealing the heavyweight uh, title don't, shot. Don't believe the hype. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype. Um, I was wondering what music you were queuing up in the background. Yeah. yeah. You had that crow ready when John Jones is fighting for the heavyweight championship oh, title. Oh, we got, we got lots, we got lots of, uh, lots of crow to be eaten for sure. But uh, let me just say this, you know, uh, for Francis Ngannou in that title shot. You deserve I got the right? soundboard up, man. We, we, we're full fidelity today. Ryan All right. Is feeling so let's close the book on this one and put this one on the shelf because this card is history and go right into some of the headlines that are happening outside of UFC 252, and this is Finding the Angles. All right, last week we reported that Michael Chandler of, of Bellator fame um, and multiple-time Bellator champion is now a free agent, and Dana White said he would love to meet with the former Bellator champ. Oh, I bet is what do you think the odds are that Dana White can get Michael Chandler to the UFC? Really high. Who doesn't want to come to the UFC? He, he'll go. He'll go. He wants to. He wants to test himself in that. In that. In the. In the lion pit. He's going to UFC. Let's just... not forget bare knuckle championship, though. I know. Oh I know. Gosh. That's hard to go through because he's got a Artem Lobov mm. is waiting. Okay, <laughs> right. it, could be, <laughs> it could happen. Okay, Paul Mag Mag That's my Artem Lobov impression right here. There we go. <laughs> but, Short arm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's too tempting. Cause, and it seems like I, I would be very wary about accepting the invitation from Dana White when you're coming from Bellator because it's almost like he wants to embarrass Bellator fighters. So I would be very wary about that. I, I, I do Off not. Off of the Askren thing? Or? Yeah. If, if Dana White has talked bad about you and then he turns around and like, yeah, come on over. He's coming to embarrass you. All right. Yeah. You know, I, I think Michael Chandler, it would be a steal if, he, if they were able to get him from Bellator. Um, he, is, he is a great fighter. And the way that he put Benson Henderson down in the first round of his last fight, like, Vincent Henderson used to be kind of the cream of the crop of the UFC. I mean, smooth fighting with a toothpick hidden in his mouth. That was what we used to talk about. And now Vincent Henderson can barely last a round with Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler comes to the comes to the UFC. He could be a force. Remember, a lot of those strike force fighters didn't get a get a lot of respect until they can't crossed over into the UFC. And then the Robbie Lawlers popped up, and you know even Tim Kennedy for a while. Was was one of those guys that was putting it on these uh, on these UFC fighters. So Michael Chandler could be a disruptive force, and the number one person he said he would like to fight, Justin Gaethje. Slugfest. Oh yeah, bloodbath. Because they've got mutual opponents in Eddie Alvarez, right? I, I do they? Is that yeah. the six degrees of Kevin Bacon that they have between each other? Yes. And so Eddie Alvarez beat Justin Gaethje, but Michael Chandler beat Eddie Alvarez. 
So it, Michael Chandler wants that fight with, with Justin Gaethje. You've got two guys who are wrestlers but prefer striking. That's fireworks. I want to see that fight. So I'm hoping that Dana White gets this gets this fighter in the UFC. Take it to, if they take it from Bellator, man. I, I want to I want to see this. I want to see what he can do because that's welterweight, right? I mean, that's a uh, lightweight. That's 155. So you could see Michael Chandler potentially fighting Tony Ferguson. You could see him fighting Conor, probably not Conor McGregor, but you could see him fighting some of these other guys. Uh, Dustin Poirier. Khabib. Yeah, we'll get to Khabib. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. Uh, Khabib is, is conspicuous by his absence. Let's talk, about the ele- let's talk about the elephant in the room, shall we? The elephant in the room is this. We have a fight with Habib Nurmagomedov um, at UFC 254. It's likely going to happen in Fight Island against Justin Gaethje. This is the fight that's going to unify the 155-pound title. Habib Nurmagomedov is coming into this at 28-0. and 0. He says he's retiring. He wants to retire 30-0. and 0. So he's got two fights left. Justin Gaethje, if he wins, becomes 29-0. and 0. He's got one fight left that he wants to fight, and that person is arguably the goat of the of the what do you call it the the previous era george st pierre <laughs> and so Habib is it about these old man fights it's not the old man fight it's his it when you break it down it is i mean if you look at the numbers yes he wants to fight the old man but if you look at the man the myth the legend of george st pierre that's, He's that's not the same. Not the sure? same. Dude, age, age is not. <laughs> age is not very kind to fighters, man. I, I, I Says that, Yoel Romero. Yeah, look at him. I mean, but, outliers don't really count in this. Well, last I know. Time Yo- Yoel won. Look, is he still competitive though? Uh, no one's denying that, but. Is he winning? And Dan again, Henderson? why do we want um, Khabib to go fight somebody who we know has a lessened chance of winning? H-bomb. Oh, it's true. It's not like uh, it's St. Pierre. Look, it's like, it's, yeah, it's not like it's less, it's just lessened chance, but it's not a losing chance. This, this is still George St. Pierre. This is still a quintessential martial artist at heart. He will be up for that challenge. When was the last time you saw a training video of GSP? Actually, not uh, too long ago. Yeah. Not that long ago. I don't know ago. why y'all getting all happy about it. He fought at what? Uh, was it a catch weight at 180? 185. He fought at 185. He fought at 185. And now and we won. want him to fight at 155. And he's... They would hey, fight, at, they they didn't fight at 165. Yeah. It wasn't we. He is... The, George St. Pierre is actually the one that's kind of chomping at the bit to do it. And that's that. That's what what impresses me, that he is not. He's willing to go up and down the scales to fight the very best. Is there no better fighter who would make sense, like someone who's actively on the UFC roster, who has proven himself? That's what bothers me about this whole thing. With Habib, though, I mean, the only person that he would have left to fight that he hasn't fought is Tony Ferguson. That fight is cursed. And that's never so. gonna happen. And that fight is look, never going to happen. Who else look, are you going to give him at 155 pounds? 
every I mean the gods of Egypt has cursed them. The 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 Finnish gods have cursed them. The the American folklore heroes have cursed them. Um the, and the Avengers the, cursed them. Almost. That's who's left. That's him, the Asgardians, uh the 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 Filipino gods, the Japanese gods, all of them. They said, no, nah, man. <laughs> It's not happening. All thing we're waiting on is Godzilla and Cthulhu. Listen, listen, all I got to say is this. I firmly believe, had they allowed Tony Ferguson and Habib Nurmagomedov to fight, 2020 would not have sucked as bad as it did. Like, all of the things that happened would have so been... All of the theories out there, I support this. It, 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 it would have... None of this... We would not have had the... You know, COVID would have gone away. We wouldn't have any... No murder hornets. No cannibal ants coming out of chernobyl like the post office would have still worked 100 <laughs> percent. like we can bring all of this to the fact that because tony ferguson and habib Nurmagomedov never fought 2020 is what we get i believe that it's what not that the gods are cursing us they are punishing us because we couldn't make it happen for them we destroyed the timeline mm -hmm. what if what if that the moment that Habib and Tony threw a punch. What Please. if that was that would be the seventh side? What would that be the seventh <laughs> side? The seal breaks, the gates of heaven open, and it all happens right there. Hey, it would well, you be know our what? fault. You know? No, that would be like the rapture. Shoot, we'd be exactly. like, boom, Everybody we'd be like, ah. you know? you we know? all go up. We get caught up. No, Won't he do that's it? If anybody asks you. <laughs> where I'm going, <laughs> where I'm going, <laughs> I'm going up yonder. yonder, going up in yonder, going up yonder. <laughs> yeah, this is trash. To be right with now. my. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Y'all lost the real tonight, man. You know, we, we drink reals. every other week, and we were we were more calm than what we are tonight. So, <laughs> okay, oh, wait a minute. Hold yeah. on. Oh. <laughs> That's vodka in his in his jug. That ain't that ain't water. That's that hooch. Oh man, talk so about I'm that. Just, I'm still for real not excited about the GSP thing, just because I feel like it's not going to be the GSP that we saw in 2008 or in I don't know, any time before 2020. Like, he's 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 lost a step, and it's not as big of a win for Khabib, but I, I, I can see why everyone else is excited, and it's going to be a payday. And I think both fighters deserve a really good payday. So that's the only reason I'm here for it. I, play, I'm, play, I'm here play for it. Play that uh, conspiracy theory music. Do -do 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 -do. All right, hit my music, dog. Wait, was that Inspector Gadget? Is the conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Paula Costa and Israel Adesanya, UFC 253, has been moved to September 26th. Okay. So uh, they are going to be fighting in Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Um, of course, oh. uh, they were originally planned to fight in the Apex Arena, um, but, uh, you know, neither one of these guys are American, so how are you going to get into the country? Exactly. Do you even want to come like into the this Apex country? Arena fights. Why like, not, I know man? there's not much of a difference, but there is oh, a huge difference. There. That's a huge difference. There's a huge I difference. Like that ring is small. It's a tiny ring. Uh, like 25 maybe. Foot or whatever. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah maybe maybe Israel Adesanya's like, I'm not gonna face now a, a dude walking around at 220 pounds who fights at 185. Uh, walks around at 230. Well, he there's there's a picture of him. Much. Like you have to lose muscle to get that low, don't you? Yeah, you've seen him fight. Dude is ripped. <laughs> Dude is, dude is like muscle. He's got muscles in his neck, man. His neck has ab muscles right there, whereas Carter, Carter is, 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 yeah. His that, neck has ab vein, muscles. That vein, all right? That vein right there where you hit something really tart and it hits it right there, that's carotid, where the ab is. Okay. His carotid has abs muscles. That, that, there you go. His carotids have abs on it, okay? I mean, this dude is ripped. And he go and he's two twenty now, and he's gonna go down to one eighty five. He no, he's not that dude. He's not that dude I want to see. I'm yeah, sorry. not in the Apex Arena where it's a small. Uh, Israel Adesanya needs needs the room. He's gonna yeah. have to move. Um, um, that's that's for me. It's gonna be an interesting fight. Uh, I, I think Dana White has it right that Paulo's pace is going to force Izzy to strike, but I personally think that. It comes down to who lands the first combo. Like if if Izzy feels that pain, Acosta up first, then he's got to be on his bike. But if Acosta throws first and Izzy counters and hits him with just a three punch combo, I think that's going to slow Acosta down a lot because Israel doesn't hit you with power. But as he's always said, he's a precision fighter, and I think ev- all three of those are going to land right on the button and really make Acosta think about what's happening. It, it's it's they they say this could be the fight of the year. I, I, well, I, okay. They also said Yoel Romero versus Israel Adesanya was going to be the fight of the year too. Well, it was at that time. It was the fight of the year because it was the only fight that actually. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only fight they scheduled. <laughs> All the rest got canceled. Oh. Um, speaking of fights, Anthony Smith is back. Um, looks like he found all his teeth and was able to put them back in his mouth. Um, he's going to be fighting Alexander Raykick um, at UFC Vegas 8. But it, even though they're headlining, it's only a three-round fight. Right. just going in on people tonight. Like, really? Mr. Smith can't get no, no respite from you, man? You, you had to talk about it, finding his teeth? The man got yeah. robbed in his home. He defended himself. He just he knocked out on national TV. Why just going in? Yeah, yeah, come on, man. And then you try to send him after one of our own. What's up with that, yeah. man? Hey, you, get beat up. you know that, like, it is possible for me to see him at King Supers. <laughs> like, okay, all right, all right, okay. KC, he was about to attribute all that to you. You, well, you KC told that, right? me to say it. It's here he in the run sheet. <laughs> Why would I talk about my cousin that way? That's my cousin. We both Smiths. I told y'all in the pre-fight, uh, pre-show that I ran into the Factory X guys. Like y'all talking smacks like this is how I end up beating you. <laughs> like, That'd be yo, funny though. You, you see, you see Kalechi and he's he's sitting there holding holding. Face be like, a man, y'all, y'all can't y'all can't be talking about Factory X anymore, please. I was speaking of which because we missed that on the that previous card, but uh, the co mate Why am I holding a straw? Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> that co main is gonna be Brandon Royville from uh, Factory X. 
and he's been on a, a win streak. So that's that's going to be a real fun fun fight leading up to uh, the Israel fight because I think it's just the way that card is stacked. It's, it's action like it's just building with fighters who have been really big in having these like these barn burners. So I'm excited for that that Factory X plug. Hey. Going back uh, to Anthony Smith. <laughs> You hear that plug come out like, hey, if you don't plug us on the show, we beating that ass. Yeah, right. yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, you know, that's but listen, that's the that's the, that's the drinking game. If you're playing the drinking game, Kalechi just shouted out Factory X. Therefore, yeah. take a drink. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, he got a he 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 got a by default uh shout out last week when Coach D was on here too, didn't he? He yeah. sure did. He sure did. He worked his way into that one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh um, yeah. With this Anthony Smith fight, like KC, what's up? Uh, when are you coming to Dallas? I, I do want you to come to class, man. Uh, it's uh, the first week. I'm I'm still trying to figure out like the exact dates, but it's that first week in September. I've got uh, a wedding to go to there, so don't. Are you I'll are you going to be here on a Monday? The wedding because I'm trying not to get my face beat in. Are, no, are you going to be here on a Monday? We can just do some pad work, bro. We we keep it nice and light. Just some pad work in. Let's, Get a oh, session. I'm, I'm gonna be there for a full week for sure, either before or after. So yeah, well, we'll probably. If you we wanna, can, you wanna, you wanna come do the show from here? Yeah, I'm down. I think okay. we gotta do a show in the same room. That would probably be better. Hey, but I'll tell you this: if any one of y'all cough, you're catching hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, in my own well, house well, right he'll, now. He'll, he'll go to practice. Huh? <laughs> Look. Yeah, if we we we'll face mask up. I mean, uh, that's what's up. Yeah, I've, but, I've been asked quite a few times when are we coming back to the line in the crown. Oh. Um, we should we should <laughs> talk about it. I mean, yeah, it, I mean that's, if you know, they'll that's have us back. Show thing, but, right, hold on. I was like, did we just switch to the after show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this show. Well, I apologize to all the viewers out there. The run sheet that I set up for tonight is not being followed. I'm the only one following the run sheet tonight. This is the second well, time he had to say this tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They caught you that reminds time. me of Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, speaking of, when we're talking about siblings that are awesome versus their younger sisters, um, Valentina Shevchenko uh, is coming in as a minus 1,200 favorite over Jennifer Maya. Wow. wow. Did you even be able to set a fight like that? Like, if the odds are that bad. So, this is, you this is like that seven seconds stability pop. In order fight. to win a hundred dollars. Is that yes. the, the better not? Yes. Wow. Yes. I hand you $1,200 and then you give me oh, back a hundred dollars with that. Like, if I win. That's, that wow. is so unfair. Like, you should just go ahead and bet on Jennifer Maya on the hopes that you get a, you know, a fighter's chance. Two dollars. Yeah. Two dollars. That's all you have to bet. Your puncher's chance. You might you might win. Like it, it's worth is the this fight. Damien's little sister. No, but she is the most dangerous female at welterweight. Yes. At welterweight. <laughs> 170 pounds. Wow. wow. <laughs> no, no, but she she did, you know, she fought uh Joanne Calderwood um just a few weeks ago. And uh and Put her in an arm bar, uh, you know, uh, what is it, when they're down, it, when they're, instead of it being up, she was turned down and nearly ripped Joanne Calderwood's arm off. So Jennifer Maya has has the Brazilian jiu-jitsu skill, 
Uh, the question is whether or not she's got the stand up to stand with Valentina Shevchenko. There Does aren't many anybody? people who. No. Yeah. <laughs> not at 125. Maybe at 135. Amanda Nunes. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. And then finally, boxing referee inexplicably blows call on what was an obvious knockout. Did you guys see this? There was matchroom boxing on DAZN, uh in, in Oklahoma. Basically, it was Israel Madrimov versus uh, Eric Walker. Now, this guy, Israel, um, basically has a knockout in every one of his fights. And so he's like perfect. He's fighting this guy, Eric Walker, who's got way more experience. It's a close fight. Um, Mad Madrimov lands, I think it's a left hook or something like that, catches uh, Walker right on the jaw. Dude falls like, you know, like falls and skids along the ground and the referee does not call it a knockout. The guy is laying on the ground, rolling around, clearly out, and the referee does not call it a knockdown. So if you hit the link in the run sheet, you can see it. I've got it queued up right when it happens. All right, I'm going to watch this. I need to see And so, uh, oh, you know. I didn't even look at it. Okay. So, so what you'll see is that it's clearly, an, uh, it's clearly a, a clean shot. Dude is out and is just rolling around on the ground, and the ref's like, "No, that was your shoulder." What? Yeah, so it didn't wait, get called. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go back again. Let me go. Let me go back again. Madrimov uh, that... did win the fight, but he should have won by knockout and would have kept his streak of consecutive knockouts going um, because he clearly caught this oh, dude. Oh my goodness! And uh, and there you go. That's it. Um, no, that's not it, Ryan. You left something off the run sheet. It was back to that Paula Acosta. Um, Paula Acosta. Um, John, you remember something? It was um. Yeah, he was making a like. Uh, uh, he was making a commentary. Can, can on you this. can you read that 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 one thing off of the run sheet, Ryan? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah can you read down. that for us, bro? So okay, please. from MMA Mania. The article the article says Paula Acosta is now two hundred and twenty pounds of grade A Brazilian beef. There you go. You guys can get your minds out the gutter. It's on Where'd MMA you Mania. You know, yeah. you find it MMA Mania. You know I like MMA Mania. They're one of the people that we get our stories from. Mm. MMA Mania. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. All right. You guys are terrible. Let's go into the uh, final hey, segment real, of the show. That's an accurate, uh, that's an accurate headline. My goodness, that dude is 100% Brazilian muscle. Like, yes. <laughs> Here we go with the fight card. That's a beautiful man. What are you all talking about? <laughs> So I'm trying to change segments. I'm coming out of the segment. So, so just so you guys know. I just want you to acknowledge the fact that somebody put on the run sheet 220 pounds of grade A Brazilian beef. It's the article headline. It's the article headline. Oh, my God. I mean. Who wrote that headline? Somebody? Oh, brother. Who wrote the headline? Oh, my gosh. Okay, listen. We're not gonna worry about who wrote the headline. 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the curiosity just killed the cat now. But go ahead. We go ain't ahead. worrying about who wrote the headline. Uh, no, no. All right. Are we all so just... We, we're on to the fight card, man, right? Yeah, we're we're on to the fight card. ESPN 15. Munoz yes, you, versus Edgar is the fight card, right? Yes, that's correct. It's August 22nd. That's this Saturday uh, at the UFC Apex Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We've got five fights on the card. Daniel Rodriguez versus Takashi Sato, not 6'9". I was like, wait, I was going to say, somebody's about to get dealt with. Somebody's going get, to get, get ratted on. Um, Maria Agapova versus Shanna Dobson. You know, Shanna's originally from Texas. All right. All right. Uh, Marcia. Uh, coach D used to be her coach. Re- oh, she, he mentioned that. That's right. Everyone yep. in the house. We got Marcin Prachinio versus Mike Rodriguez. In the co-main event, Ovince St. Prue is facing Alonzo Minifield. Um, Ovince St. Prue yeah. is at, I thought he was moving up to heavyweight. Um, did we all I thought he went up to heavyweight before? and then, yeah, and then he, then he he's like, yeah, like, I'm good, bro. And, and went back down. <laughs> and you in know, the main you event, know, Alonzo is here out of uh, Dallas as well. He's he's a Fortis guy. Oh, wow. Oh, really? My money is on Alonzo right from the gate. Did you see the way that Owens ran away from punches? <laughs> I mean, he was fighting over him, wasn't he? No, he was. No, he was fighting. No, he was fighting. Uh, big, big uh, Ben. Um, what's his yeah. name? Ben Rothwell. Rothwell. Yeah. 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 Rothwell. Like like Rockwell, but Rothwell. Yeah. Um, and in the main event, Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar. Munoz. There you go. You like that? Munoz. There you go. Even though it's not spelled Munoz, but okay. H sound. That would be Munoz. I'm just saying. Y'all help Brian out with his pronunciation. Pronunciation. Let's help John out with his pronunciation of pronunciation. <laughs> all right co-main event let's make our pick are we all on alonzo minifield or is anybody like i got i'm honor bound i have to pick ovin st prue every single time so yeah all right shout out to the cues ovin st prue come on man oh god your boy is he, he, he did fall this time man. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alonzo is going to give OSP a very, very difficult time. The only thing that may or may not throw Alonzo off, I think OSP fights Southpaw. So Alonzo is going to have to make that adjustment. Once he makes that adjustment, I think he's going to take OSP's head off. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Minifield. We're, we're, we're rooting for you here. All right. All right. Um, and in the main event, Frankie Edgar versus Pedro. <sighs> John Keyes. Oh man! I, and this give, is Frankie at one thirty-five too. Yeah, this is a faster Frankie. Um, uh, or not? Or not? I know it's he's, he's getting a little little long in the tooth. I I'm I'm with you there in fight age. I'm still gonna go with Frankie Edgar. All right, he beat my boy. He beat my boy BJ Penn. I still I'm I've been salty about it ever since. All right, so there. All right. 
George, G Money. I'm going with uh, Munoz. Rolling with the Munoz, man. Kalechi. I have to pick Munoz because H uh, is not doing well for fighters right now. All right. I'm going with Frankie Edgar because I can pronounce his name. Follow us on social media on Instagram. I'm at Combat Sports Talk. John? I'm at Keys to Victory, and that's Keys with the ES. George? I'm at Darkside underscore Muay Thai underscore. And I am living in Ryan's head rent free. (laughs) There you go. Also, push pull prank. Okay, because I'm like, are we doing this? <laughs> um, you can find on our we- you can find us on our website at www.combatsportstalk.com. Um, you can get a Combat Sports Talk shirt. Amazon reactivated our uh, our our store, so you can now get a shirt. Um, maybe maybe uh, George, you could get a short a shirt for 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 the lady since she knows more about I'm gonna UFC have to, uh, yeah, because yeah, she she sh- outshined me. I tell you, they they want to do the show. They 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 are, are itching at the bit to be on the show and or run a show of their own. The ladies of Combat Sports Talk. All right. Well, we may have to make that happen. Look up here. You can follow us on all of your social media platforms. We are on every every platform that you want to find us on. We're like Visa. We're every no. It was American Express. Visa. We're everywhere you want to be. Um. Shout out to MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting, MMA Mania. Please don't write such suspect headlines, MMA Mania. <laughs> Bloody Elbow and the Intelligent Defense Discussion Group where a lot of these discussions happen. Um, and all the other sites that provide the stories that we use on our show. On behalf of John Keyes, George G-Money Stallworth, Kalechi Onyebuchi, I'm Ryan Smith reminding you to keep your hands up, your chin tucked, and throw bombs. We'll catch you next time.